Hi, welcome to Story Hall, a podcast exploring the lore behind the most important stories in the world. So pull up a chair by the fireplace and let us put a story in your hole. <laughs> Hi, hi. I, I'm Joey, and this episode's gonna be perfect. <laughs> oh. I'm uh, I'm Meowger. <laughs> I'm Bark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's dog for Kevin. Yeah. Also, it's one of those words that has too many. Also, means bark in, in dog. <laughs> um, so, uh, hi guys. Hey, <laughs> aloha. It means bark and bark. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. It means aloha. Yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. <laughs> so this is an interesting episode, guys. Uh, I've always been a dog person, but, you know, I, I want to talk about some, some special cats today. And I don't really know a bunch about cats. That's why I looked oh. it up. Uh, do you guys know Is this about a cats? cat episode? Yeah, it's about cats. Oh! <laughs> Kevin, that's your favorite animal. <laughs> I love cats! Yeah. <laughs> tell, us, tell us why, Kev. Oh, they they are uh, inquisitive. They're very curious. They like Good. to get in all kinds of things. Have you ever seen a cat in a plastic bag? You can oh, make a day mur- Are you murdering it? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, you're a psychopath. Have you ever seen a cat in a Ziploc bag? <laughs> I, I can't wait to let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Kevin, do you feel like cats are your spirit animal? I would like I – wish, I wish cats were my spirit animal. I think that's a little too cool for – for me, I think I'm probably more like um, a gopher. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which yeah. is the cat of the ground world. <laughs> <laughs> Those are nature's yeah. cats. Nature's <laughs> what I call them. Nature's, Dirt's nature's cats. cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, do you have any cat facts for us, Kev, oh. before I get started? Oh, I bet I do. Yeah. I can't. My, my pockets are full of fun cat facts today, but I'm just, there's just, I need a few more if oh, you have any. They're naturally nocturnal. So that's oh, why really? they uh, they scurry around at night a lot okay. more than they do in the day while they're sleeping yeah. all the time. All right. and that kind of makes a terrible pet. That's a that's a mark against cats in my book. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess it. I mean, they're scurrying around. I'm kind but, of a nocturnal guy. I feel like, especially in the summertime. Yeah. So that I think that's perfect for me. You should, you should get a cat. Uh, I have one more cat fact. Perfect. They they don't ever get into. I think it's they don't ever get into the REM cycle. Oh really? So they're always kind of perpetually between being awake and asleep, which is why they can sleep so easily all the time. But also uh, can immediately wake up and immediately like jump and go is right that, from nap. Is that like a defense mechanism? Yeah, huh. exactly. It's like, or like dolphins or like sharks or something, right? They just kind of swim on idle and their brains half, half yeah, sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. like parts yeah. of their brains go to sleep at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's neat. Well, you tipped me off. My pockets are full of cat, cat facts. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. What's the next thing? <laughs> yeah, so so I wanted to do some extensive research to learn about cats. Mm-hmm. So I watched a musical theater play about them. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the musical cats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> get started all right so i gotta set some stuff up first because uh the plot doesn't really reveal itself into the second half uh, and then you realize what's going on they do that intentionally they want to keep it vague for the audience because we're humans so of course we don't understand what, what's going on in this cat world that's a okay? great premise for a play yeah, yeah. Just start <laughs> out the, the game audience make it so understand. nobody can understand <laughs> yeah. honestly but also they speak very london-y and like i'm a garbage american so i don't know what they're talking about because a lift and an elevator, a chip, and a, and a french fry. Like, <laughs> they, they speak very differently. And they also refer to a lot of historical figures in England. And I know like two of the references out of the hundred that they make. Oh, really? So, I didn't know. This yeah. is a British play? Yes. I didn't know that. 
They have cats in England. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it's in London. Yeah, so it's where the original play guy came from. It's where the original what? The original play guy came from. All plays all plays are from London. That's true. Is cats Shakespeare? Yeah. Did Shakespeare uh, write cats? It's actually T.S. Eliot, the poet. Is that true? That was his. Hmm. That is true. Yeah. Weird. He has a book. Anyway, uh, so um, so the first act introduces a bunch of cats. Hey, with do you, whimsical- just, sorry to interrupt, but do you know what the T.S. stands for in T.S. Eliot? Totally sweet. <laughs> Tucker Smith. It's actually Tony Steve. Tony Steve Elliot. <laughs> well, he has, he has three names. And if we call back to Castlevania, he must be the king of vampires. He's a vampire, yeah. That's yeah. a callback wow. to our first episode ever. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. wow. Deep pull. I just I can't get enough of Story Hole. It's a great show. <laughs> Tune in. All right. So, our first act, it introduces a bunch of cats, and they all have whimsical, fantastic names. Uh, so, let's take our seats and meet these furry little guys. <laughs> I should say this. When I started watching this, I literally had a moment of what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. I started looking at it and it's just like a, a weird regretful feeling because, I don't know, it looks immediately like absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought my, – my, my first thought was literally anyone who enjoys musical theater is a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, but then I, I like it. I take it Do all you? back. I guess I it like won you cats over in the musical. End. <laughs> I like it. So I guess I'm a garbage person. Yeah, that kind anyway, of changes so. the, the kind of person you are, definitely. It changes yeah. my perception of you, no doubt about yeah. it. That's true. How do you feel about me now? No, it totally – no, it doesn't at all, actually, because I'm pretty sure if you had asked me before today if Joey liked musical theater, my answer would be undeniably yes. Yeah, that's really? true. Really? Fuck you. Yeah. I don't, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> but mean, also, I guess I am. You <laughs> wanted <laughs> to write a musical about your friend. Oh, that's true. That's the very, old, very true. Oh, yeah. The only time I've ever been to a musical theater play was with you, Joey. You took me. So, I oh, mean. Oh, God. What if I become a monster? <laughs> which was, for the record, Shrek the Musical, and it was the yeah. worst afternoon <laughs> oh of my, my life. Oh, God. Worst. Yes. It was so long. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about a good musical. Let me tell you how it's really done, okay? Okay. All right. So, so it's dark, and there's some terrifying clown music fading in. It sounds kind of like Mannheim Steamroll, if you know what that is. <laughs> and the strobes kind of flickering on and off everywhere and there's a motif in the music it starts actually turning into a real song and we'll recognize this as the jellical theme for jellical cats once we get to it jellical what is jellical oh you yeah, you'll learn soon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah wow wow cool um so we start hearing some like brass sounds fade in but they're really like it's not a live brass section it sounds like a nintendo 64 uh and then we start seeing them come out uh, but I was watching the wrong video, and this one was in Spanish, so the cat speaks in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I turned on the right one. Now they're now they're speaking in English. And to give you an idea, if you've never seen cats before, or even like a promotion or in Las Vegas or whatever, all these cats come out on stage, and they're human performers in painted spandex suits that are really ornate. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. There's crazy makeup and wigs, and it's to make them look like cats. Uh, you know, they're trained actors and they're dancers and they're really flamboyant and whimsical, but also they move like cats. They look like cats and they're on, walking it, around. Is it pretty convincing? <laughs> yeah, they do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I thought at first it was going to be kind of like. You thought it was a cat at first? I thought it was a cat. <laughs> How did they it turns do out. But it was a man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, to give you an idea, all of the costumes are very. Everything about this is very 1970s because. This play came out in 1981, but all the cats, they basically look like Tim Curry uh, in cat makeup. <laughs> all or of like, them? Yes, all of them. <laughs> or kind of like maybe this could be an alternate gang from the Warriors. Oh, man. But 
And it feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cats. <laughs> I mean, well, they had the baseball furies and those guys yeah. were terrible. Yeah. I did watch a bunch of different versions of different clips and I pretty much was able to find the main one. I mean, honestly, I could have watched the whole thing through if I, if I had Amazon Broadway HD. That's a thing. Apparently it is. Oh yeah. You got to get that. That's a specific <laughs> yeah. service just for theater. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't watch it. I mean, I have like Amazon prime and all that stuff so I can like rent movies, but that one, they wouldn't let me watch because huh. it's on Amazon Broadway HD and I'd rather die than get that. <laughs> it's a great service. You should pick it up. <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to after this. Yeah. Now that I'm full on musical man. Kev, what's your favorite? What's your favorite play? Uh, Into the Woods. Oh, I didn't think you'd have one. Maybe. Yeah, well, no, actually, I'm I'm relatively well versed in, in, in musical. Man, you're very you're very yeah. metropolitan. Wow. Yeah, did you know I was a fancy man? I was in the Music Man in eighth grade. Oh shit! Were you, were you the Music were you Man? Him? Were you the Music Man? No, I was Charlie Cowell, the the Anvil salesman. Oh, that's, 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 that's the a best, great role. Best character. Yeah. Best, yeah, for sure. One of two kissing scenes. Oh, <laughs> oh, <damn>. Dirty dog. <laughs> Kevin gets it all day, son. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but there's a, there's some good ones out there. I like The yeah. Wiz. You guys seen The Wiz? No. The Wiz. That's a funny The Wiz is a, a remake of Oz, but yeah. it's, it's Michael like, Jackson's in it, right? The, yeah. The music's good. Have you guys ever seen in that one. Uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Yeah, that one's great. Oh, it's so good. That doesn't really count as musical theater. It's just a musical TV show. Yeah. I guess okay, it's not technically theater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Let's get back into it, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the stage, there's like 30 cats hanging out in what appears to be what looks like a garbage dump or an alleyway, and they're just so stoked because they're part of this group called the Jellicle Cats. And we're going to come together that uh, it's almost time for what's called the Jellicle Ball. <laughs> but first, we need to kind of figure out what a Jellicle Cat is. Oh, thank God. So, yes. <laughs> so the first song, it explains what a Jellicle is. And it more or less goes over the history of like types of cats and what cats do. So what Kevin was describing earlier, they're nocturnal and they... And they, they like to play in bags. Uh, and and they kind of just go over all sorts of different things about what cats do. But the song's delightful. You hear it one time, it's going to be in your head for the rest of your life. Hmm. Yeah. and So let's avoid that. Uh, you sure? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I actually memorized it so I could sing it to you. No, yeah, don't. Can you, can you hum a Don't affect me. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. I think I understand what Jellicle is now. Yeah. They're interrupted in the scene because an old like garbage boot gets thrown at them and it lands on the floor and they all they all like like you know like a cat like really quickly get tense like a real cat. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start singing again, but like a real cat. Yeah, like a real cat. And so let me talk about the types of cats. That way you guys can figure out, put put all together. Because really all cats can be like jellical cats, but this is like a tribe of cats in this general area. So we got practical cats. We have dramatical cats, skeptical, <laughs> political, hypocritical, cynical cats. There's also some made-up words in there. Uh, Delphiorical. Dipeptical. There's a whole thing about what, a dipeptical. Sorry, I don't know. Dipeptical. Depeche mode. Dipping at the pickle. Dipping at the pickle cats. But then there's also some cats that are magic cats, which are supposed to be associated with witches. So like there's the, the oratorical cat, mystical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that actually comes into play a little bit later. But then the next song starts coming in, which is actually kind of part of this song. And it's more like a cult oath. And hmm. it's kind of scary. They just turn the lights off and all of the cats are standing and kind of staring at you. And there's one mystical white cat kind of just dancing in the background, like 
arching her back, and it's really creepy. It's like legitimately kind of creepy. And we come to find that cats have three names. What? Yeah, cats have three names, and they have a normal family daily use name. They have what? a fancy name, and there's a third one which humans can't understand. It don't even don't even try to explain it. Don't even ask a human because they won't understand it. Our dumb Homo sapien brains can never <laughs> comprehend what they're talking about. Oh, huh. But hey, if you ever see a cat just staring off in the distance. They're in a mesmer. They're they're locked in a weird state uh, where they're trying to just understand, comprehend what their own third name means. So even cats oh, that's don't understand happening. what their third name is. Well, I guess they they're trying. They're huh. trying. You know, that's all you can do. I mean, here's I, what I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. I have a third name. Why do we? Why would we ever want three names when one of those names is a fancy name? Yeah, that's, that's the only name I need. Yeah, you're right. Is that fancy true, name. though? You would always go by your fancy name? You don't want, like, a fun nickname that you're... I would always go by my fancy name. But what I want a, I want a cool nickname, like Big Dog, you know? I, I don't, that's not a fancy name. That's what, I want my friends to call me that. Oh, sure thing, Big Dog. That's my name for Nicks. <laughs> what did you say, Kev? That's my name for Nicks. Oh. So that will be fine. But I, want my, I just want one fancy name, and I want to keep that name. Um, I have three names, and my middle name's kind of a fancy name. That's true. Oh, I guess we do yeah. all have three names, huh? We do yeah. all have three names, and our last name is our fancy name. Yeah. Like me, I'm, oh. I'm Roger Big Dog Haas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm Joey Small Dog Haas. <laughs> We're brothers. So you're telling me that there's all mm-hmm. these different kinds of cats, and a jellical oh, yeah. cat is just a specific a specific breed of cat almost, right? Is that it's, what that it's means? A tribe, right? It's a tribe of cats okay. of different breeds. All the cats are different breeds. They come from different walks of life. Some are alley cats. Some are like house cats. It doesn't matter where you come from. You can be a jellical cat. In this area, in this London neighborhood. That's their tribe. Yeah. So you have to take a creepy oath, though, with a white dancing cat in the background. I mean, I'll do it. I think it's exactly it. Uh, But think of it this way. Uh, Unlike dogs, your cats, like, often will just get out of the house and run around and make friends at night and stuff. Yeah. So they have a tribe, kind of. That's true. And so, like, let's say same Simi Valley, we have our own smellical cats, and there's the Simi <laughs> smellical cats, and that's their tribe. Yeah. Okay? Okay, I got it. So then, you know, all of them, they all kind of scamper into the alley, and the white one's dancing slowly, but we have to, you know, that's we're going to get into the next scene, but we want to talk about what's called the jellical ball. So we have one specific cat. Kevin's got jellical balls. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> okay, so we have, we have one one cat up front now. He's a gray striped cat. His name is Monkastrap, and he's a he's, what? Yeah, he's a silver tabby. Which name is that? Is that the fancy name or is that his regular that's human his, name? Probably his fancy name. Yeah, that's a fancy name. Yeah. Can you hit, hit me with it again? Because I've already forgotten it. Monkastrap. Monkastrap. <laughs> okay. So he's kind of our lead narrator for what goes on for parts of the story. There really isn't one, but he's here to kind of tell us what's going to happen about this whole Jellicle Ball. He's also good friends with the leader of the cats, whose name is Old Deuteronomy. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> that's fake. You made that up. No, that's him. That's he's the he's the, he's the main cat. Old Deuteronomy is the he's, he's, Old he's, Deuteronomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to like in that name. Yeah. Well, get ready because we got lots of good names coming up. So. Basically, what happens is all these cats are going to get together. They're going to celebrate this one day a year when we look up at the moon. And old Deuteronomy, he's going to pick a cat to be reborn. Whoa. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about, about what that means in, in a little bit later. But this is a big, uh, kind of a festival, a meeting of the cats. And and the king cat, more or less, gets to decide who's going to be the, who's worthy of a new life, a brand new life. Is this like a nine lives kind of thing? Not, no, that's, that's cool about it, is that 
um, we we more or less gather that like old Deuteronomy, he's he's hella old. He's like he's really old, <laughs> um, but uh, he doesn't leave. He doesn't go uh, to the new life. Um, but this new, whatever the new cat is leaves this life behind and gets to be reborn as a brand new cat somewhere else. Wow! And so they don't so really you go have to die. It's like a reincarnation yep. thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, this is pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's called going to the heavy side. Whoa! Oh. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, it's spelled uh, heavy like hev, and then i s i d e like one word. But some people call it heavy side as two words. So it's like, maybe like, like heaven. heaven, maybe like heaven yeah, side. So, <laughs> yeah. Did they spell it for you in one of their jingles? Probably. Is that how you know that? Probably. And or were you still you were still watching it in Spanish? So it's subtitles told you. <laughs> Which is good. I'm, I'm okay with that. Have you ever seen the commercial for mini sirloin burgers for Jack in the Box uh, in Spanish? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a very. It's a good watch. <laughs> the, the lyrics are: "They are not cows, but they are mini cows." <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm, I'm going to go on tangents like crazy if I don't. I, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little too jellical right now. So <laughs> let's 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 go back. All right, we find out we know. What a Jalco cat is. New life. You know what the whole point is. There's a new life going to the heavy side, and old Deuteronomy is going to be the one to pick out who the cat is. But we need to learn about these cats so we can figure out how is he going to pick which cat is the one who's worthy to go. So we're introduced to our first cat. So this cat's described as a Gumby cat. And just so we can kind of get our bearings, Strap is second in command behind the leader, Old Deuteronomy. And he seems to think that a particularly larger cat named Jenny Any Dots is up for the gift of another <laughs> Jenny life. Jenny Any Dots. Yeah. And it's because she's like a really motherly cat and she protects the kittens around the Jellico Cat tribe. But the big thing that makes her like a fucking real ass Jellico Cat <laughs> is that her shitty humans think that she's lazy because she rests all day. She's orange striped like a tabby and has leopard spots sort of. But she just sits and sits and sits all day, all over the place. Mm-hmm. But you know what she does every night? What? And she Dance. does it for them, and they're ungrateful. That's the that's the worst part about this. They call her lazy. They call her this. They call her an old Gumby cat. They call her an old stupid cat. But she goes in the basement where there's a mice and bug infestation. And you know what she does to them? What she do? Parties hard. She teaches them music and crocheting and how to make ornamental doilies. The she rats. Co- they have the rats. And she thinks cockroaches are misunderstood and get into bad shit because they don't have jobs. So she tries to come up with them employment opportunities to help them work, like wean off their destructive habits. Man, you know? she's, she's great. She's a real philanthropist. Yeah. yeah, she teaches beetles, military dances and shit. Military uh, and, 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 dances? Yeah, it's a, a weird thing. I don't know. England. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But basically, we, we know about this because Monkish Strap has been... He's the one who's telling us about who she is, and he and he calls these these beetles Boy Scouts. They're her Boy Scouts. So what's an old Gumby cat? It's a lazy, stupid cat, according to humans. But screw those guys, because she's busy as fuck, and it's for the good of... Not just for the humans, it's for everyone. Because she's a jelly cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they transition to swing music, and she takes off this giant coat. And she's not, she's not really a fat cat. She's just like a jolly, vibrant, nocturnal lady. And she's not a sack of shit. She's incredible, even if you disagree. <laughs> Is is a, a Gumby cat? Is that a term in England? Is that supposed to? I need some distinguishing. I googled it. Like what is nonsense and what is English <laughs> stuff? So Gumby must be uh, some sort of slang word because it's spelled different than what Gumby, like the green little guy, is. Mm-hmm. And Gumby means stupid. But the whole thing is when they describe the human interaction, they think that like the humans just think she's a sack of shit. Like she's just lazy and doesn't do. Anything. She just sits and sits and sits and sits all day. 
It's because they don't know better. She's not a stupid old. She's not a stupid cat. She's good. She's a good cat. Okay. Good cat. Okay. All right. Sorry, I get a little protective. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so let's go we on to our who, who you want to go to the heave life. Hey, Monkey Strap. He made a solid argument <laughs> in song and dance. Hey, do you guys want to, Kev? Do you want to do you want to put your money on a horse? Do you want to bet on which yeah, cat's going to go to the next life? I do need to hear more about my options. I think we should just bet now. We should lock in now. I'm going to go <laughs> with. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with a uh, fat banana. Fat banana. <laughs> Man, that's a good pick. Yeah, I want stromp time. Stromp <laughs> time. Can I get strong yeah. time? Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. Those are both really good. Those are both actual characters in this play. <laughs> so good. So wow. I can't believe it. You guys should write plays. <laughs> Just call me Tony Steege. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next cat we got. Rum Tum Tugger. He's a curious cat. He's a sassy. He's sassy. A man, he's finicky. He won't eat the food you give him. He hates where he lives. He sneers. He's a general asshole, kind of. So fuck him. Fuck him. And at some point, someone throws a... <laughs> in the middle of his dance, someone throws a soccer ball at him. And in the middle of his dance, he just kicks it. Which <laughs> is <laughs> very good. So let's describe him. He kind of has a weird pizza design on his chest. Huh. And he humps the air a lot. And he's really oh. cocky. Uh, he has black spandex. He has a That's lion's mane. Weird. Spiky collar. He's the bad boy. He's like a cool 80s jock that gets all the girls. Um, Humping the air is never cool. Yeah. Uh. Um, <laughs> in the cat world, though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a it's an alien thing to me. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like he's kind of the cool guy, and and like honestly, the girls are just on their knees and just staring at his gyrating pelvic region. Just a lot of zooms in on his like junk, and so they're meowing and shit. It's they're eating it up. They love this guy. Wow, yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's kind of just a cocky jerk. Um, he's also kind of dumb. We, we gather that from some of the lyrics, but anyway, just think of him like the 80s jock. Okay. Okay. Next, we got Grizabella. Mm. So, something to note, uh, we mentioned before that this is uh, an adaptation from that T.S. Eliot book, the, the T- Tony Steve uh, Eliot book, <laughs> uh, but it's called An Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. The book is super close to the musical in some regards, but there are parts that are omitted for the musical and parts that are added that didn't make the cut for the book. Uh, which I think is kind of neat because uh, one of the characters that Elliot had initially wrote for the book was Grizabella, as in Grizzlebella, which means like uh, it's like she's gray and disheveled, but she's beautiful. Huh. But she ends up being part of this book or part of this play as well. And we see that she kind of has a big role. So uh, the adaptation to musical theater includes this character in a way that the book omitted. So Grizabella, she's an old cat. And she's burdened with life and the trials that she's going through. They leave visible reminders that she's lost her pride. She's lost her carelessness her, and her spunk and her freedom and basically her drive for life. And she's suffering and she's rejected by all the other cats. The younger ones see her and they want to help, but their parents tell her that they cannot associate with her. And every other cat in the area, they've all turned their backs on her. But why? That's not... You shouldn't be doing that if you're part of a, a crew. Yeah, she's a jellical cat like the rest of them. Yeah. That's yeah, right. but is she though? Oh, I don't you, know. Do you guys know her story? Do you know what she's done? You know what kind of bad things she may have gotten no. into? What has she done? So why why would you think that everybody is so quick to blame for keeping this shitty old messy cat out of here? Uh, murder. Is she she caught murder? the mouse. You know what? She killed it. I don't know. I don't know what she did. Oh, no. 
I just want to teach you a life lesson. <laughs> you know, don't judge all the other books by their covers. If there's one other one, it seems kind of nice and sad and old. Okay. I mean, I wasn't at the start. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I, I'm just having fun with you, baby. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so why why would they why would they actually hate her? Because she chose to leave. She left the Jellicle Cats to explore the outside oh. world. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Fuck this her. play doesn't does very little differentiate between. Sorry, Rumspringer. Oh, yep. I mean, probably uh, this play does very little to differentiate between like household and domesticated cats and like you know alley cats and stuff. So I think that what this means is she actually left the city to go see what it was like in another town, or more likely in the woods, because she has like matted fur with the dirt and twigs in it and stuff. Mm. This is Joey conjecture. This isn't something from the actual play itself. But we do know that it's based in London, and we know there's at least one other cat that rides a train to Scotland. So I looked it up, and there's a large forest in the United Kingdom called the Galloway Forest. And I think that one of several things may have happened to Grizabella. I think... She left a life of decency to rebel from her owners. Like, you know how cats just wander off and they disappear forever and we presume they got eaten by a coyote? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think she just left and she wanted to find this this new world. You know, when you're, you're a kid, you want to go move to San Francisco and, and see a new life and do big things. I think she probably heard fabled stories about all these confident big cats and it was and she wanted to get out there, but it was too rough for her. And then she had to come back and everybody saw her as a deserter. Yeah, you turn your back, think, you turn your back on your friends. Yeah. I would see her as a deserter, too. Yeah. Really, the only cats that seem to show any sympathy for her are the younger cats. Um, and we'll see them a couple times. So these two younger cats, Demeter and Bombalarina, <laughs> uh, they're kind of off to the side. And we also see old Deuteronomy, who wants to kind of extend a helpful hand, but he's just too far away and he's too old and slow. So that's Grizabella and her plight. What does old Deuteronomy do when everybody's dancing? Well, he just chills. He's he's a he's a singer. So you got to understand this play. Like different roles have, uh, they require way more dancing or way more singing. So some of the characters are going to be like their job is to be part of like the the chorus. You know, like I'm gonna be like a choir backup guy to do all the mm-hmm. yeah. And then some of them are like standout characters that are like have big really big parts. Obviously, if you're like running and tumbling and doing all sorts of ballet moves, you probably can't sing a lot when you're doing that. Mm. But old Deuteronomy is like an old dude, and he's very much like an operatic kind of guy. Okay. So here's the next guy, Busterford Jones. <laughs> oh, I like him. <laughs> Busterford Jones. He frequents gentlemen's clubs. He uh, wears spats, and a, he actually has a suit on. A lot of the cats are normal cats. He has hey, a suit on, and a, yeah. When you say gentlemen's clubs, are you talking like strip clubs or like nice fancy places where men like uh, drink drink cognac? I think it's. I don't know. Well, I guess it must be the it must be the cognac one because he's like totally he's he's a dandy. Okay. He's like a, okay. like an old gentleman. Yeah. So it must be that when they said gentlemen's club. So I'll be honest, I was looking this up at work. And I didn't want to click on the link because I was like, what's going to come up? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he has like a, a mustache and he's wearing a suit and a monocle. He has a giant spoon, which is like a placeholder for, for a cane. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's... That's cool. Yeah. So he's, he's like, yeah, he's like a English fashion, 18th century kind of guy. Um, and uh, I like that, but that makes me question the scale of everything else in this universe. Because how small <laughs> is that cat that he's using a spoon for a, a, for a cane? It's not a spoon. It's a ladle. Okay, that makes it's more okay. sense. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about it. Yeah. There's yeah. some tiny-ass cats. This is like a Hello Kitty, three apples throwback. Yeah. Hey, call me back when you get a regular-sized cat. 
Yeah. <laughs> or just a different size spoon to compensate. Uh-huh. I want to put I want to put my stake in that guy. I like him the most. Buster, everybody likes Buster for Jones. They mock him. They make fun of him, kind of, but they like him. They were kind of respect him in a way, but they, you know they're making fun of him. So next we have kind of the wrecking crew. This is Mungo Jerry and Rumple teaser. <laughs> Mungo Jerry, oh. holy yeah. shit! Is that where like, the like band the- gets their name from? I don't. I don't know. Mungo Jerry is the band that does yeah, that in the summertime. Summertime, song. yeah, yeah, summertime. Um, and I knew that, but I was like, I, I didn't make the connection. I just figured they named the cat after him. But oh, it's got to be the way around, it's right? The way around because Mungo Jerry was like mid eighties. Yeah, that's yeah, incredible. Was, I always loved yeah, that band name, and now, now I know where it comes from. Yeah. It's Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. It's two two <laughs> twins. I didn't even hear Rumple Teaser because I was so excited about Mungo Jerry. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised that you chose that one to focus on when I heard both the names because I didn't know that it was a band. Yeah. All right. Like, How did you skip over Rumple Teaser? <laughs> yeah, Rumple Teaser is so funny, man. That's just like one syllable away from Rump Teaser. Yeah. Like Tickler. I'm going to tickle your bunghole. So... Uh, they're the kind of the wild cards of the group. They're described as knockabout clowns, quick change comedians, tightrope walkers, and acrobats. Yeah, that's me and you, yeah. Kev. But All for the right. most part, they're kind of just hell-raising rascals. They boast about their burglary skills, which is most akin to sneaking out of open windows and running around town causing havoc. Cat burglars. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in real-world terms, they're, they're kind of cats that like they, they steal your socks and break your vases. They leave your basement in shambles. <laughs> so they're kind of harmless. It's more like a Team Rocket kind of thing, where they're just like, <laughs> they're kind of fun, mischievous cats, you know? <laughs> we love to hate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they always seem to blast off again, which is weird. <laughs> All right, so let's... It means something very different this time, though. You didn't want to click on that link either. Yeah. Yeah, it said <laughs> NSFW blasting off. <laughs> blasting off her feelings. We see old Deuteronomy now. He's the eldest of cats. He looks fairly bland. He's not easily bothered, and he's really well-liked in the community. He's actually kind of dirty. He looks kind of like a like a Hagrid of cats, but we love him. We already know everybody's going to love him. We love him. And there isn't too much to be said during his introduction, but we know that he's outlived at least nine wives. Wow. We know that he's probably had many other mistresses because he has a ton of kids. We come to find out that some of the cats around here are probably his kids as well. So hmm. uh, he's And he's also really big, too, because he's old fat. But unlike Bustopher Jones, he's never mocked for his size or anything. Whenever there's a fat cat, that seems to be kind of a, uh, a prodding point. And, like, also comparing cats to dogs is a big theme. Uh, but, no, he gets nothing but respect from everybody. Um, so, yeah, uh, everyone kind of generally thinks of him as the wise old patriarch of the Jellicle community. And he's the only grown cat that seems to be sensitive to Grizabella's situation, though she doesn't seem to notice. Hmm. Now, depending on... What, hold on. what is Grizabella's situation? She's the, she's the sad one that was Just that uh, rejected. she's an outcast? Yeah, she's an outcast. Okay. She's an outcat. <laughs> Depending on where you see this play, there's an optional performance that comes out next, and I wanted to include it just because it, it's kind of fun. We know because everybody likes him, uh, everybody's going, all the other cats are here, and they want to entertain him. And then whether you want to say that's to gain his favor for who gets to be uh, taken to uh, the heavy uh, heavy side, uh, or if it's just because they like him and they want to entertain this old man, you can make that choice on your own. But in this play, 
all the cats dress up as like silly pots and pans dogs, and they tell this this tale of a gigantic dog fight at a park. And so they're wearing all these really funny little costumes. And there's a bunch of different dogs that are barking at each other, and more just keep coming and to join the commotion at this park. And there's all these cats, and they're all just yelling at each other and yelling at each other. And they're not actually fighting; they're just yelling at each other, getting ready to to fight, you know. Until the great rumpus cat jumps out and scares all of them off. The great rumpus cat is a fictional cat character. It's kind of like a tall tale, and he has his own costume with a big Superman-like R in the front. And and the play itself goes kind of poorly.、Uh, the cat's Mr. Q's, and it leads the monkey strap who's directing it to get a little frustrated. And he makes the comment that dogs and cats are, are more similar than you would think, more or less. And that's kind of a thing that、uh, the whole point of the story is to show that the dogs are all bark and no bite, and that cats can actually step up and do stuff. This this is a play within a play. Yes. Man, Playception. Yeah. yeah, you guys remember that movie? Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> We're on the very last song of Act One now, and it's not about a cat specifically, but the time has come for the Jellicle Ball. And basically, all the cats have reserved all their energy during the day. Uh, so they can just dance like crazy at night. They said to have Terpescorian powers, which is oh, of course, pretty much, yeah, <laughs> which is like dance power.、Uh, which normally I would imagine that this is figurative, but I had to go back and change my script because some cats absolutely have magical powers in this play. Yeah,、uh, yeah.、What? So we'll get to that. Second, second act is wild. So、uh, anyway, everyone's super stoked, and they're meeting up under the Jellicle Moon so they can celebrate the big decision of who gets to go to the Heaviside Lair. Meanwhile. Old Deuteronomy is reflecting about why everybody hates Grizabella so much, but it's not just that; it's about his life and life in general, and why do people do what they do? So he sings about happiness and experiences and customs of cats. While he does this, two side characters that are twin witch cats are trying to channel his energy into another cat for some reason that's kind of unexplained. <laughs> They have psychic and mystical powers, and they're trying to push us into the third cat, who more or less shares lines that are meant to simplify. What like the you know convoluted thoughts of Old Deuteronomy, with the phrase "Moonlight, turn your face to the moonlight," which more or less means in cat world, if you let your memories guide you, you can find a new way of life. So they're trying to steal so, Old Deuteronomy's powers and put it into a new cat. I don't think it's to be malicious. I think it's just to to allow us to understand what's going on. Okay. Because it doesn't seem they're not bad, bad at all.、Cats. They don't seem like it. Okay.、Uh, it's very very weird. It's a weird little scene, and and、um, I mean that's on me for assuming the worst out of a witch cat. You know, I should be. Yeah,、there. I mean, I got no problems with witch cats personally. I like black cats. They're full of bad luck. Hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about another older cat. Uh, we're in, we're in Act Two now, so talk about a little older cat. His name is Gus, and you know, Man, like, what a disappointing、one. name! Can you, <laughs> yeah, can you spice that one up for me a little bit? <laughs> Gobbledy Gus. Yeah, that's better. Gobbledy Gus. <laughs>、uh, so Gobbledy Gus, the meowster of disaster. <laughs> He's、uh, reflecting on his old life. He's old too,、uh, and so、uh, obviously we have quite a range of ages in this in these cats.、Um, old Deuteronomy is old. Grizabella is old. Gus is also old. Um, and he's reflecting on his own life. He recalls his youth as a great actor, and we gather that despite his appearance and he has shaky palsy paws, he's respected by the other cats. He enjoys other performers. He likes to socialize. He likes to share stories of when he played crazy roles. And the biggest takeaway here is that he misses it so much that he wishes that he could do it again. He's like living in the past. 
Um, so, uh, again, this is one of the parts that gets taken out, but, you know, just to give you guys a, a glimpse of what his life was like when he's singing, we kind of get into a dream sequence. So imagine that, you know, he's singing the song about who he is, and in the middle of the song, we get to see a dream sequence, which is a different song, and it returns back. Okay. Huh. This is bonkers. There's this a lot of layers. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you're right. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this dream sequence comes to his mind, and we see old Gus as a younger version of himself playing the role of Growl Tiger, which is known as a Bravo cat. <laughs> uh, so apparently, he's a fictional pirate cat with a missing ear and eye. He's all beat up like a real pirate, and just like pirates, he's really quick to temper. He enjoys terrorizing cottagers, canaries, geese, hens, and Pekingese, hmm. like the little dogs. His enemies are Siamese cats, uh, and they actually wear like traditional Asian robes or golden-like tie armor. And these cats are like rival pirates that are actually responsible for all of his battle wounds. That's why he has a missing ear and stuff. He's also smitten by a beautiful white cat named Griddlebone, but Griddlebone double-crosses him. Oh, no. Yeah. And at least she leads into the Siamese cats, and they force Growl Tiger to walk the plank. Oh, no. Yeah, but, you know, it was... Well, we, he's fine. We know that. This is in the past. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, that was just his little dream, and we go back to a much the, the first part of the song, which was much sadder. But it's too sad, and it's bringing everyone down. So old Deuteronomy says, let's stop this song. We need to pick things up a bit. <laughs> and who better to do that? Then Skimbleshanks, the railroad cat. <laughs> so everybody's like, "Wake up, wake up, Skimbleshanks! We gotta get him because he's gonna he's gonna liven up the show." Everybody loves Skimbleshanks so much, and so uh, all the cats get up and they all start singing about who he is, and they all love him. I don't really know why, to be honest, because it doesn't seem like he's all that lovable. <laughs> <laughs> but but they love him, so everybody's stoked. Skimbleshanks is gonna bring the party, and his job is pretty much to run the entire train, the train that goes to Scotland. Or at least he believes he does because, you know, he sees everything, he checks tickets, he kicks folks off, uh, he makes sure the driver's on time, etc. But he's all business, you know? Uh, and, and he's spunky and we're all having a good time, but it just seems like, uh, I don't know, in my opinion, it doesn't seem like he's necessarily the most fun guy I've ever seen. I don't know. Does he? Do think maybe because everybody's building him up to be this great guy, and then he shows up, that you have these high expectations. And maybe, maybe if you had met him before the song, yeah, yeah. you would have liked him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean, I just when I say, hey, if I was going to say like, hey, let's get that. We need to have a party. Who's the biggest party animal you know? I wouldn't say like the guy who's good at being responsible at his job on the railroad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair yeah. point. Let's get the guy yeah. who kicks people off for not having a ticket. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he loves to party that one. <laughs> anyway. So in the middle of all this crash. Oh, I'm no. put, I'm, I'm put a, a sound effect in there. It's a broken <laughs> bottle. Someone throws a broken bottle at everyone and it gets dark. And then all the cats start freaking out and they start whispering, McCavity, McCavity, McCavity. Aw, shit. This filthy fucking rascal. This asshole has come to rain on our railroad parade. And out of the darkness, we see... A tall, lanky orange cat, and he, he emerges, and he's a bit disheveled like you'd expect like a street cat to be. And he's snarky, and uh, he also has an alias, the Hidden Paw, which is cool. Because McCavity is, is cool. our villain. Uh, Out time. Yeah. And he wants to be the Jelko choice for a new life. Good luck. Uh, Everybody I mean, hates you. But that's a what smart choice, doing? kind of. If I was old Deuteronomy, I would I would pick the villain to die and be reborn as something else, because now there's no villain. Oh, yeah, to banish him out of the world. Okay, yeah. makes sense. I think yeah, I guess it maybe heavy, maybe, heavy side's a, not great. Yeah, there's an air of like, but there's some prestige and you got to earn it, you know. I gotta, yeah, I'm, I'm going to respect yeah. someone to send them to heavy side. That's true. Anyway, 
a few female cats start to talk about who he is. So you remember Demeter and Bombalarina, the ones who are the younger ones who oh, yeah. are being yeah. <laughs> so all you really know about them first off is that they're best friends, so they're always together. It's me and but Kev. also, yeah, just like you two. Mm-hmm. And Demeter is kind of the expert here because she used to bone McCavity. Hey, just like me and Kev. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got my McCavities from. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and and he was a great lover, but he was an absolute asshole afterward. You know? Uh, What's the phrases for that? Like slang it and bang it or something like that? (laughs) Smash it and bang it? Smang it? (laughs) Smang it. (laughs) But then you leave, though. What's it called when you like... Oh, toot it and boot it? Is that... There you go. Yeah, toot it and boot it. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a classic toot it and boot it situation for these cats. Other things about McCavity... He moves like a snake. He breaks human laws. It's said that he levitates because he's such a weird sneakster. And he carries himself kind of like a respectable guy, but he's absolute filth. He still shit. He breaks shit. Uh, he makes those rough and tumble twins earlier look like saints pretty much. Mm. So like, fuck this guy, you know? And then he disappears. And as he disappears, everybody kind of takes a sigh of relief. But then we see a few small mangy black cats scurry through the darkness and they kidnap Deuteronomy. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Are they? Yeah. Are, wait, what's the bad cat's name? Uh, the bad cat's name is McCavity. Is, are those McCavity's henchmen? Yeah, they're his little roaches is what we call them for nicknames. Oh, shit. So he sends these black cats and they grab Deuteronomy and all the girl cats panic and all the boy cats chase after them. Um, but but that's, that's what happens. And then immediately we go on to the next part. So... There's not a whole lot of dialogue in this play. It's mostly just done in music. So, next scene, we have Monkish Trap. He comes back, and everyone's relieved to see that he actually was able to chase him down and get Deuteronomy back. He's returned, and we're all oh. sigh of relief, right? Yeah, that was tense. But really built yeah. up some tension there. <laughs> yeah, for like two seconds. <laughs> but one of the cats seems to think that there's something wrong. Demeter, the girl cat that boned McCavity, she just straights up attacking Deuteronomy. What? Yeah. Yeah, and she rips off his I costume and reveals anyway. it's a double dupe. McCavity is wearing a Deuteronomy suit. <laughs> Oldest trick in the but book. Demeter, yeah, Demeter, she could smell it. She saw it and she, she, she sniffed at the bullshit. And now it's time. It's time for a big fight. Who do you think is going to step up to, to save his main man? Oh, it's uh, Grindelman. Grindelbella. <laughs> Grindelbella. Monkestrap is correct. Oh, <laughs> Monkestrap, he's the younger one. He's kind of, he's kind of our, our narrator guy. So they're going fucking ape shit on each other, scratching and they're jumping and they're tackling and they're doing beautiful ballet lift moves and they're biting. And Monkestrap is fighting McCavity on his own, but he's losing. Oh no. He gets knocked down. And then we see all the other younger cats run up and start licking his wounds because he's just out. He got, he lost. But they're like, it's pretty cool. The little fight seems pretty cool. They're scratching each other and stuff. And... And then other cats kind of like, oh, fuck this. And they all start jumping in. And one of the cats jumps on him. Like, he spins her around and slams her down. And then uh, they all just start going. He's like, he's looking like he's wounded. McCavy looks hurt. He's like holding his ribs and stuff. He's like trying to claw at them as everyone starts to circle. But then when all the cats start to get an upper hand on him and the dude's wounded uh, in the movie version, he grabs jumper cables and just seems to electrocute himself. (laughs) What? But in the other... (laughs) I don't. I don't know what he's. He Where just, is he I don't know. I don't get it. Is but that- <laughs> in the other versions, he just he's defeated and he runs away. So let's just say that's what happens. Okay. okay? <laughs> All right. So everyone's all stepped in. They kicked his butt. But Deuteronomy's still gone. That was a ploy. That's yeah. not the real Deuteronomy. He wasn't wearing a, his his body as a suit. It was just a costume that he made. And if you guys recall, Rum Tum Tugger was the cocky asshole, the '80s jo- jock from before. Yeah, how could I forget? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think um, I think tugger is also English for like masturbating. Is it? You got filthy minds. So. You keep saying all sorts of filthy tugger, things huh? this time, Kevin. You're the McCavity <laughs> of this podcast Kevin. episode. Can't help it. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah, the cats bring it out of yeah. me. Just can't help um, myself. So Rumtum Tugger, like Kevin, he's the one who gyrates and pumps the air. Um, <laughs> and he has this idea. And everyone's just so quick to dismiss him because he's a cocky idiot. But it's a good idea. The cats are without direction. They don't have a leader. Even second-in-command Monkestrap, is, he's, ha- he's having a hard time right now. They need a miracle. And who better to conjure up such a miracle than the mysterious magical cat, Mr. Mistopheles? Oh. So, Yeah. <laughs> So they, they pull him on well, up, and he starts working on his magic. Uh, and this guy, he looks like a magician. His, his fur is like a magician's suit, pretty much. Uh, and he has a kind of a light-up coat, which is kind of funny. Whoa. And then he just starts running around <laughs> and zapping lightning out of his hands all over the place. <laughs> and this is like, this is the version that was made for, like, TV, you know? Like, 1980, or 1998, they released, a, like, a DVD set or VHS set or whatever of, like, the original play. And... They put in like post production like effects, 1990s lighting effects. It's, it looks <laughs> good enough. I mean, maybe maybe I was you know maybe this is like a re you know how they redid Star Wars and they put other extra special effects mm-hmm. in. I feel like it's that. Like this was an old recording, and then someone went in and like recut some of the stuff to make it look better. You know, just give it some but extra juice. Yeah, but it's like he's doing this. Ma- he's, he's supposed to be like he's really good at sleight of hand and all sorts of crazy stuff. But he's, he's literally just lightning. like. Shooting lightning, like oh, there's a garbage can over there. Bears at it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this kind of this kind of ruins the uh, the whole world for me because up until now it was a believable world that this is what cats do at night. Yeah, but I've never seen a cat have force lightning. Um, I think it's also supposed to be like the pr- the perspective of cats is different for like what we get to see. Oh, that's true. I think that's true. the whole point of saying they have three three names. You know, there's a whole life and that like, we don't have access to. Right, okay. and like, but, but also I think it's that they're wrong because like, uh, so, uh, like, uh, uh, Skimbleshanks, you know, he thought he was a railroad cat. He thought he was actually running the place, oh, that's but true. he's probably just a cat that's on the train. You know, yeah. They just know that this guy's really good at sleight of hand, and uh, you know, the story gets boasted that maybe someone saw him shoot lightning at one time. Because okay, yeah, I like that. That makes sense. So I think, yeah, I think it's probably what it is. But anyway, <laughs> he's the original conjuring cat, just so you know. <laughs> uh, and sure enough. Under a red blanket, he starts pulling his magical tricks. And then when he reveals the blanket, Deuteronomy's back. What? <laughs> yeah, he brings him back. He just summons him back? He conjured him. Oh, oh man, yeah. easy. Easy yeah. tricks. But then, but to your point that you just made a minute ago, cats can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Is that, anyway. is that the end of the play? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We still have to make the choice, the jellical choice, oh, man. Shit, you're right. <laughs> but old Deuteronomy's back so we can make it. So let me just give you a, a little a quote so you guys can get into the zone right now because we're about to make we're about to make a a, a a big decision. Okay. Okay. Now, old Deuteronomy, just before dawn, through a silence you feel you could cut with a knife, announces the cat who can now be reborn and come back to a different angelical life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Grisabella. Okay. Who's on? Again, she's the old ratty one. Grisabella sees this as her last chance, and she steps up and she sings with a desperate plea for Deuteronomy to understand what she is. She's been rejected by the whole tribe, and like all the other older cats, she lives in the past. 
Her memories are everything. She remembers the good times, but they haunt her. She has no respect, and she has no ability to relive her past. She has no friends. She can't keep up with their moves anymore. And she tries. She tries to dance like everyone else once they, they walk away. But she can't do it. And she used to be a performer. She was a theater cat. And her memories are, frankly, painful now. So, uh, you know, seeing the plight and the pain... The youngest cat of the group comes up to join her in song and console her. That's Demeter. Uh, and everyone starts kind of getting a heart for the first time. And then Mr. Mistopheles comes up and puts a hand on her. And then all the others kind of one by one join in and start singing what is the most famous of the songs in the Cats play, which is called Memory. And someone goes, Memory. Oh, that's from Cats, huh? Yeah. It's from Cats. Yeah. I never knew that. Um, oh, yeah. And sure enough, it's time. Deuteronomy makes his choice, and it's her. Yeah, it's Grizabella. It's Congrats, yeah. Grizabella! And everyone's happy for her. For the last, like, you know, it took forever, but they're so they're so stoked for her, and they sing together uh, as uh, Old Deuteronomy guides Grizabella to a giant tire <laughs> that's suspended on <laughs> wires, and it just starts going up in the sky uh, into the heavy side layer, and the tire stops. It's you know, it's idly suspended about halfway up the stage, so she can go into a new new life. And there's a golden bridge that's glowing to heaven and it appears and it meets where the the tire's floating and old duty guides her into her new life and she ascends i'm doing really good hand gestures right now <laughs> i think i don't know if it's the dance coming out i just care i haven't cared about things in a long time uh, so she ascends at last into her new beginning and and that's that's it she she she's the one to go so does that mean that when a cat dies normally they don't go to heaven uh there's only one know. cat per per ball get to go to heaven uh, well i think it's the only one cat per ball gets to be reborn into a new life okay so she's not going to heaven Whereas, she gets to be reborn back as in, a new cat somewhere okay, else okay yeah that's so, beautiful yeah it's really beautiful um but yeah uh so you know it's it's rejuvenates her she's belts out she's singing really good she she got to be her old performer self once again, and now she gets to have a new life, and and uh, now she gets to escape all those hard memories that were kind of hanging her, and keeping her down. Don't fuck it up, Grizzle. Yeah. Don't fuck this one up. Yeah, you have one she more chance. No, no, she's learned. She learned. <laughs> um, I, I do want one more little one more little uh, point that I'd like to make before we, we move on. Any of the scenes that have um, like the younger cat, the girl cats, Demeter and Bombalarina. Uh, they zoom in on their cat butts a whole lot. <laughs> and I think that this is single-handedly responsible for furries. Hey, this was the first this is the first furry media. Oh, yeah. And and I'm not saying I'm not saying that to be judgmental. Joey. The reason I'm saying this is because I'm absolutely going to be a cat for Halloween. <laughs> do you do you want to commit right now all three of us will do our best? Yes. To make our own Cats the Musical costumes for Halloween this year? I, I, I think legitimately it would be really funny. I want to be um, Rum Tum Tugger. Oh, okay. Because he's, yeah, he looks, he looks, I don't know, like the guy I want to look I want to like. be the fancy one with the monocle. What's his <laughs> name? No, that's mine. It's Jones. Oh. Busterford Buster Buster Jones. Jones. That's yours, Kevin. Yeah. Huh? I can't take that. Yeah. Okay, I'll be, I'll yeah, be Mr. Mistopheles. I want to be the wizard. Yeah, you can't have that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, he has like a light up thing. That's just really funny. That's a good one. But yeah, uh, that's that's the cat. That's cats the play. Man, that is a hell of a world. Did you guys learn a whole lot? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned so much. <laughs> this is like 
like the yeah. Marvel universe needs to add cats to it. I think. <laughs> yeah, the next Avengers also has Bumblebee <laughs> Jones in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that's that's pretty much all I had to say. Man, I'm really happy you did this, Joey, because I've never had any concept of what Cats is about. I used to make fun of it as like a go-to, like for when I was no, a kid. All it was one of my it. like for sure favorite things to say, like something about a cat thing, you know. But I never knew anything about it, and I was just I like, I kind of get why people like it now. Yeah. But also, the Jellicle Cat song is very good. You should listen to that one. Yeah. Does it, does it kind of make you? Does it make you feel like to, you want to be a Jellicle Cat? It'll be forever. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so as I went into this honestly, I, I'm being an asshole. I was being very judgmental about everything I was going to watch. But then I was like, what? Why? Why do I care? I'm very flamboyant and whimsical, and I like to sing and dance. You are a Jellicle Cat. My, I'm a Jellicle Cat. Yeah. I really. I think I like. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more of a Gumby cat, I guess. No, yeah. Well, I mean, because you seem very casual, and then you. <laughs> I just seem like a fat, lazy piece of shit. Yeah. No, you seem but casual, night, and then you get sh- you get stuff I'm down done. In the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love basements. <laughs> I'm looking at some of these pictures, and I kind of want to retract my Buster for Jones steak. Yeah, Bus- Buster <laughs> for Jones is my favorite name, anymore. but he doesn't look cool. I don't like him at all. Oh, you're not into him, huh? I'm gonna. I want to look this up. This is not what I pictured. Was the What's the Playboy one called again? Oh, Tum Tum no. Tugger. Tum Tum Tugger might be my man. That's the one I want for baby. I already got it. Dibs. Oh, you did that yeah. one. We can both. Oh, you dude, did. let's oh, both yeah. be Tum Tum Tugger. He's got the best poses yeah. of all the things that I've seen. Yeah. He's he's a sassy man. He's he's oh, for the most Tim Curry. I feel like. And I don't even know. I haven't even seen what's that. What's that musical with him in it? Uh, Rocky Rocky Horror. Yeah, I've never Rocky even seen Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show, but I get the vibe that he's. You should Rocky Horror. Yeah, great. do that one. Is he really yeah. sassy in that? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, 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 okay, yes, so yes. that's probably why I've got a feeling that he was like a sassy Tim Curry. But I just looked up a picture of Old Deuteronomy, and all the other cats it seemed like they have clothes. Old Deuteronomy's naked. The the, <laughs> the ones. I mean, well, I guess it depends on which which play you're watching. He's just he's like a big. Yeah. He looks like a mop in the in the main. Yeah, he looks like a mop. Yeah, but also Grizabella does kind of too. I looked up Old Duder musical <laughs> just just. To, to cut out a little bit of what I had to type in, and there is nothing about cats on here, and a lot about uh, what's that? What, that guy's name? The dude? Oh, oh, Big Lebowski. Yeah, Big Lebowski. Yeah. I just looked up a picture of Mister Mistopheles, uh-huh. and when you were describing him, Joey, I was picturing like like a fucking wizard. You no, know? he's a magician. Like, like a robe, but he's like, yeah, he's like a stage magician. Yeah. He's like a Chris Angel ass stage yeah. magician. I mean, I would have, I would have used the word wizard. And you know I love yeah. it. By, by the way, I was really <laughs> thinking about this. This is a separate thing, which we don't want to cut out. But I was thinking maybe this summer I want to start doing Wizard Wednesdays. <laughs> do you guys want to do that with me? We dress up like wizards. Okay. What do we do? Yeah. Over so we're gonna just, we'll just wear wizard costumes. Maybe we can make cool like staves, or maybe we can watch Harry Potter or something. <laughs> is this the new Metal Monday? Yeah. So you just have a yeah, different exactly. day every summer. Yeah. Because I already did. I already learned a lot, a lot about Iron Maiden, and I loved it. And I think I should learn about wizards. And we can culminate by getting our license to be wizards uh, from that the uh, wedding thing. Do you guys want to make it so we have to learn a trick and present it to trick? each other? I'm gonna learn all all the tricks. I mean, wizards don't yeah. do magic tricks, Kevin. Yeah, magic trick. We have to trick each other. They, they perform, perform miracles. miracles. Bitch. <laughs> you, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Presented a miracle, what man. A bitch. I. All right. Okay. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> cats, hey, we did it. This is very good. 
Yeah, it was cool. I'm a jellicle cat. I'm going to do the panning so that whoever's listening can hear on all sides. Is that how it goes in the song? Can we all do our best to sing it along? Let's sing it together right now. Okay, go ahead and count it off, Joey. So, yep. Okay, ready? One, two, three, four. Perfect. That's a pretty good way to warm up. Is that good? Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, thanks for dancing and singing with us, everyone. Um, if you uh, would like to get in contact to hire us uh, for any of your upcoming performances, uh, you, can, you can go ahead and hit us, uh, send us an email at storehillpodcast at gmail.com. And if you get a moment, could you go to, your, uh, go to iTunes and leave us a rating or a review? Uh, we, need to, we need to pump those numbers. Yeah. But also, we'll accept a review for us or for the musical cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to put your cat's review in there. Yeah. At this point, we're pretty much one and the same. Yeah, could you go on our iTunes and just leave your uh, favorite um, cat name mm-hmm. on our iTunes? Mm-hmm. And we'll mm-hmm. add it to the cast on the next showing of Cats. <laughs> yeah. Brand new. Retroactively, uh-huh. we're going to put it in cats all the old two. VHS tapes. and uh, cats cats start, two. We're going to start working on Cats 2, so we need oh, some more names. man, that's so good. <laughs> Let's write a fucking musical called Cats 2. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my calling in life. I don't think I have any goals in my life. Yeah, you got one now. I can write Cats 2. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I do it all right with you. Two. Will you, please? Yeah. Will you act it with me? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, you're a good friend. You're a, my <laughs> jellical buddy. All right, well, <laughs> see you later. Do we cover Bye, all everybody? Uh, all right. I mean, the Instagram. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye. Jellical cat. I'm a jellical cat. Jellical cat. <laughs> <laughs>